Hi everyone, my name is Carrie Witcher, and you too can be a Marketplace Multiplier because Marketplace Multipliers equip all Christians to influence their workplace and integrate their faith by making disciples and unleashing the Kingdom of God wherever they are. Welcome to Episode 6 of the Marketplace Multipliers Podcast, where we feature men and women who are intentional in integrating their faith and influencing for Christ at work. My name is Jeff Clark, and I work as the Associate Head Basketball Coach at Indiana Wesley. Today's featured MM is Jare Alasea, who works as an international marketing rep for a pharmaceutical company. You'll also hear from her pastor, Mike Kola, who will give insight into the sending culture of Trinity Church and what makes Jare stand out. First, we'll hear thoughts from General Superintendent Wayne Schmidt about the potential for Spanish speakers around the world to be on the front edge of the MM movement. We're joined again by Wayne Schmidt, and today we're going to hear from one of the core members of the MM team. Wayne, you know Yare well. What have you seen from her? Well, uh, she reminds me every time I talk with her uh, that what makes a person a marketplace multiplier is not necessarily what happens at church, even though meetings with the MM group and being involved in your local church is critically important. Uh, what makes her a marketplace multiplier is what happens in the marketplace, and she's always sharing stories with me how in her travel as a global marketer for a large multinational pharmaceutical company, she has an opportunity to care for people and in that care to in turn uh, have opportunities to share uh, from a gospel perspective and the fact she not only cares, but there's a God who cares about them and there's a Savior that loves them enough and really wants to redeem them. Uh, and then she leads teams of people all over the world. And so they see in her example of the decisions she makes and how she relates to other people a Christ-likeness. Uh, but in addition to that, she leverages um, her abilities for the sake of the broader marketplace multiplier movement. Uh, she is someone with a vast global experience. She has a particular intimate knowledge of the Latino culture. She's multilingual. So she is really the point person in uh, helping marketplace multipliers spread, not only through Spanish speakers in North America, but uh, literally around the world and to help them uh, contextualize what that means within their culture. And, and Jeff, I think the result is going to be, in many ways, Spanish-speaking peoples around the world are going to lead the way in this movement. Uh, and she's a critical part of catalyzing that. And so much of that comes from even being in a local church where this is affirmed and blessed. Yeah, Pastor uh, Mike Kola has um, been an early advocate of people in the marketplace. He's held panels in the service that where people kind of discuss their marketplace roles. He's blessed that endeavor. And certainly, um, Yadi has been a recipient of that blessing. And again, the ripple effect of that blessing is amazing around the world. And she's going to be a featured chapter in the upcoming Marketplace Multiplier book, written by Dave Drury, and we're going to hear their conversation right now. Would you mind sharing just some of your context and your work? Sure thing. So I've been working for the pharmaceutical industry for the past 18 years. Um, I started my career in Puerto Rico. The first 14 years were there. I was a shelter rep, um, then later a disease manager. 
I also moved into the office um, with two different roles, working with the insurance companies, and lately, before moving to the U.S., in the into the marketing organization. And then my company has their headquarters in Indiana, and they offered me the opportunity um, to come here and to make me uh, a U.S. employee with the idea of continuing developing me in the marketing organization. So we pray as a family to see how the Lord um, think what was the heart of the Lord for us as a family, because as you may know, my husband was our senior pastor, our lead pastor in our church. Um, I, I, I was, having my professional career but at the same time since my 14 years um I when I was 14 years old since I I rendered my heart to the Lord I've been very very active in ministry so initially to be completely honest I thought that that offering was an offering that I needed to reject and to say hey um thank you for the opportunity um but I, I'm, I'm not going to Indiana because it's, although I have like a secular career, my main goal and my heart is always um, the Lord and ministry. I always will prefer doing ministry. And I, I was not expecting to be emotional. So I was so ready to say no, for sure no. We are serving. Um, we are happy here. We have a lot of work to do, but I was surprised when the Lord came back to us and told us very lonely, actually, it's not your company who is inviting you to Indiana, it's me. And you need to pack everything, you need to sell everything you have, and you need to trust me in this one because at this moment, I cannot explain to you the complete plan you need to you need to come to indiana so we did so when did you start to see and kind of see god awaken you to how you could influence people in the marketplace when did that kind of first um, start like an awareness for you um to be completely honest that has been always in my heart I literally, I I cannot see myself having like two different lives. For me, it's only one life. And I am Jare. Jare is a person that like to work hard for the Lord, even if I am in a professional space. And Jare is the one that loves the Lord and, and work in church, but it's not my have to life. For me, it's one life. And I'm, I am cognizant, I am aware that anytime, every place, I am a representative of God in earth, that I am working along with him to his purpose. I'll say that what changed in, in different moments in my professional career, when, especially when I have had the opportunity to lead a team, and I was a district sales manager, that was something that I really stopped and 
thought about it like, oh my gosh, that is, you have the Lord always in your mouth. And I, I'm not scared to share when I see the Lord in my day to day and how I can see the Lord moving or I can be very sensitive if I feel like someone needs um, like a hug or someone needs a word, I will be open to do it. But when I took for the first time my, my leadership role working in the professional setting, I, I said, I, now you need to be careful because um, you have people reporting to you and in and the system as a leader like to to draw like a fine line right um i don't want to make people feel like hey i'm your leader you need to do x or y or you need to go to church or or listen to me so what i decided to do was to be a little bit more quiet um and and more reserved but in the other hand being very very bold in terms in how i'm treating each of the people that are reporting to me because i want them to experience what is report through a christian to a person that loves the lord and for me that was like the thought that i always have like hey lord please let them see you through the way that I work with them, through the way that I coach them, through the way that I give feedback to them, through the way that I put them first rather than putting Jare in front of them. Like, help me to, to take that servant leadership approach. You mentioned earlier that you had been meeting with uh, a few ladies. Let me take you back to when you started. Mm-hmm. How did you say, hey, I want to do this thing with you. Would you start to meet with me so that we can learn from how to make that invitation ourselves? Yeah. To be completely honest, very scary. Very, very scary for me. Um, because, you know, people in, in America, very different to Puerto Rico, everybody's Christian. <laughs> and then you don't know when they say that that they are Christian, in my case, I don't know what do they mean. It's like really they are very close to the Lord. They have the Lord leading their their, their life or they are like nominal Christians. So I have that, that fire in me. Like I want to do this. I want to, to have the opportunity to separate a time here in this building because it's um, to some extent it, it will be, initially it will be easier for me to have it here and take like a half hour, one hour from lunch break and connect with these people here. But then I I pray because I was like, I don't I don't know how to do this. And when I pray, the Lord put in my mind like two people, two persons that I barely I know them, but I by that time I was not that close with them. So I pray I those two names came to my heart and I connected with them and I told them, Hey, I, I'm thinking about doing this. So I pray and your name comes to my mind and I'm wondering what do you think about this? And surprisingly and not surprisingly, 
um, the two people were super happy, like, yes, thank you for this. I need to eat. And what was very surprising for me is the two names of the woman, and I was not aware of this, they already are, are friends to the point that they have traveled together. So I'll say that that uh, divine appointment was very, very engaging for the three of us to understand that literally the Lord was leading the effort, leading the connection. So it was, although scary at the beginning, at the end of the day, it was very easy because the Lord had my back. Well, that's super helpful, and I'm really grateful you've shared. So thank you for that, and I hope you have an awesome day. Thanks for doing the recording with me. We're joined now by Pastor Mike Koloff from Trinity Church. And Pastor, we just heard from one of your people, and man, her love of Christ is so evident just listening to her. Yeah, she is absolutely awesome, and I I love that she has... She represents a portion of the congregation, right? Like there is this subset of each of our of each of our churches. There are people that come into the church that are in massive need. Um, we have people come in that are searching. You have people come in that are going through divorces, really hard things. But then you have a subset of your congregation that is just on fire, man. I mean, like God has spoken to their heart in a powerful way, and they want to do more. She represents that. And one of the things I know in, in talking to Jare is. Uh, she loves the church, but she also feels sent out into the marketplace. And she just talked about that. But uh, what is it that you do in your church to make someone like her come alive and feel sent as they go to work? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I think part of it is, well, first of all, this is, it's, it's a, it is a ministry is a, a whole lot more messy than we'd ever like to admit, you know, um, and so it is a continual thing that we're learning, always learning from what other pastors and ministries and ministers are doing. But it really hinges on this primary shift in the local church. So um, growing up for me, we were always, what was modeled to me and what I, uh, and then what I kind of learned myself just picking up is you gather, 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 bring people to an event. So as a youth pastor, you're throwing big events, giving things away. I mean, I remember at one point, even as a youth pastor, I gave away a car uh, for a fall kickoff. Crazy over the top, right? So that's a way to get, um, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people into your, hundreds of students into your church. And so everything we did was about pulling people in. That's not bad. I don't have a problem with gathering people in to proclaim the gospel, but there is a shift. And so it's like now, instead of the primary energy going towards the gathering, pulling them in, we're actually shifting that energy towards the sending, sending them out. And so all of the stories that you begin to share on stage, um, what you're sharing with your staff, what you're sharing in leadership meetings, um, are not just the stories of people coming in and giving their hearts to Jesus in the church, that's great, but now as often as possible, you're sharing stories of people in the congregation who are taking ministry out into their world. Um, and so that for us has been the, the big engine is that almost liturgical shift towards the sending rather than just the gathering alone. Um, for sure, hopefully that kind of makes sense. So everything we do then lines up with that down to the end of the service where it's like you commission the people. Um, you are sent to go and be the love and light of Jesus in your spheres of influence. And the fruit is obvious. I've heard both from her story, but also from others that this is happening all over your congregation. So last thing, maybe just talk particularly about Jare. What are you seeing from her as she has sent the type of impact she's making and why she's been able to, to be so effective? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. 
for her in particular, there is, and, and, and I, I'm not even, as I kind of process this and I watch people in our congregation, she is uniquely gifted. Um, there are things, I think there are people that walk through the doors of the church that God has put a gift in them, almost like that Ephesians 4, God gives you the prophet evangelist. Like we, God gives us the gifts of these people that they might be love and light. And my, my realization with her in particular is, I think I have one of those people, though she's not staff. Like they don't have to be staff at a church to be a gifted evangelist that God has given us to go change the world. And uh, so in my mind with her in particular, it's almost like you got to sit back as a pastor and go, she is not just uniquely gifted. She might be one of the prime leaders in some of these areas, even though she's not at staff and works a secular job. Um, and so that it's again, it's that mindset shift. God can give you a prophet, shepherd, evangelist, you know, the, the whole apest. God can give you these people and they may not be title pastor working on staff. And so I think it's just acknowledging the gifting that God has given her. Well, it's clear from the fruit of her ministry and just the way she, she lived her life. So thanks so much for joining us and for, for leading and sending people in this way. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Marketplace Multipliers podcast. For more information, go to www.marketplacemultipliers.com. Please like and subscribe to this podcast and share with others who may benefit. And remember, you too can integrate your faith and influence your workplace for Christ.